0: So, welcome to Shoot the J. Um, my name is Jay. I'm here with my other friend.
1: Oh, Jordan. <laughs> I am Jordan. The other um, Jay.
0: So, so um, we're kind of just two random dudes. We're friends, obviously, but we're just kind of here to kind of shoot the shit and talk about, you know, whatever the hell we feel like in it today. So,. Kinda of gonna start off with some draft auto talk because big sports fans, both from New Orleans, so it's a big day for New Orleans sports. Given uh how trash life has kind of been for the city of New pretty Orleans much sports, Mardi Gras, like yeah, it's, uh, it's like Mardi Gras mixed with you know opening day for the Saints, and you know just it's just a big a big party it's like it's it's really uh it's different I don't think after the pass interference miss AD requesting a trade I didn't think that uh that the city of New Orleans would get some good luck and clearly Adam Silver uh rigged (laughs) rigged the lotto a little bit and you're a Knicks fan too so like you kind of had double interest invested in this
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I figured it was going to be a win-win or, I guess in this case, a win-loss because the Knicks are doomed to always, always disappoint every single fan. But I'm telling you, everyone is vibing about this. This dude I went to high school with, there's a a video of him going viral, of him just screaming, taking his shirt off, swinging around his head. I mean, this is is some big stuff. This This is a big deal.
0: That's crazy, like that, like that intense. Like Zion is that. He's that important to people that, like, <clears throat> people are legit. Like Knicks fans who are getting this man's name tattooed in the Knicks logo on their ankles. Like, yeah, like Pelicans that's, tickets. That's stupid. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> not. That's like getting a. That's like getting a Super Bowl or NBA championship for a year. And, like, the season hasn't even started yet. Like, come on, that Like, be better. Like, think a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that, that's absolutely absurd. But, you know, I will say this. As much as New Orleans is loving this, the rest of the NBA – or let me rephrase that. Every big market in the NBA – pissed. Absolutely
0: hates it. Yeah. So, kind of go through the lottery and um, so the so, so lottery first to 1 to 14 is kind of what that lottery looks like. Um, we have Boston at 14. Who? This is how Boston finagles people. Their pick is from Sacramento via Philadelphia. So, they fleece. That that's nuts. They fleece Danny Ainge. Fleeces the, the Philadelphia 76ers gets his guy, Jason Tatum. They take Markel Poltz who's not even on their roster anymore. The 76ers trade that pick to, like, Sacramento. And then Danny Ainge gets that pick again, fleece. It ends up in the lottery, fleecing the 76ers again. Danny Ainge is probably one of the most, like, he's probably one of the greatest GMs in the NBA. Like, this man has been fleecing teams since... 2006.
1: Oh, he's an absolute force. And uh, you know, some people hate him, some people love him. I I love him. I love him cuz lord knows maybe there's even some future dealings with New Orleans, but I mean, you got to respect somebody who's not content with losing and is just willing to kind of give out whatever. And it didn't help or it didn't hurt rather that they had like four first-round picks for like four years because of um what was it Brooklyn that whole that amazing deal that they did you know a couple yeah. of years of mediocrity just to have all these first round picks and running cool. the league with Isaiah Thomas before that whole debacle yeah.
0: Gotta love work when you get, when you get work calls and you're just like, oh, I'm just recording from my office. Like, I don't have a job to do. Cool. I'm just going <laughs> to <laughs> answer the phone. Joe's Crap check how may I help you? And I'm like, oh, are you, are you doing something right now? Is this, is this a bit? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know what you want. <laughs> Why are you calling me? You know, there's a right. thing called a cell phone. You can just text me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Lordy Lord. So so we, the, the Boston gets that pick, Miami's at 13, Charlotte's at 12. Do we think we think Charlotte's going to do something magical where they're going to be able to keep Kimball Walker, or is this just like, no way, not happening?
1: Not a chance. There's no way. I'm sorry. But if you've got your best player who couldn't even beat LeBron in any of the, like, 16 locations it seems like he's been at now... Uh, no, there's no way that Kemba's happy enough. Uh, I mean, he's probably on his downfall. So, when you're on your downfall and you realize there's not much time left in the NBA, you gotta ring Chase or at least get your money.
0: Kemba Walker is 29 years old. Damn, is he really? Yeah, he's, I I mean, remember when he was Cardiac Kemba UConn? Yeah. That's what
1: made me feel like he's so old But I guess I guess he's like at the peak
0: Yeah, I mean A couple years of peak Yeah, I mean he could peak in New York He's from the Bronx He'd end up there He'd end up going to the Knicks If D'Angelo Russell does something stupid again Like getting busted for Weed in the Arizona tea can of all things I that's think that's the most.
1: Yeah, uh, classy move right there.
0: I think that's the most like New Orleans thing I've ever heard a non-New Orleanian do. Like Arizona Tea is like a, I mean it's like a big brand regardless, but like it's, like it's a big it's a big thing back home. Like and maybe it's just like me, like in the in you know, like where I grew up in the city, but. I feel like that's a big normal... It's a big thing. Like, I, it was just like, Arizona tea? Like, really? <laughs> that's what we're doing? I mean,
1: you know, points for creativity, right?
0: Yeah, it's like, I was I like... I, I strongly dislike Will Kane, but my favorite thing that he said was he tried to smuggle contraband inside of contraband. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Like... I, I, I can't disagree with your statement at all.
1: Oh God, um, that's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um, so then you have Minnesota at eleven, Atlanta at ten from Dallas because it was top eight protected. Uh, so if it landed in the top eight, Dallas would have kept the pick. Um, Washington at nine, the Wizards. Atlanta at eight again, so they're their own okay. pick. Okay. Okay. So Atlanta Atlanta has an opportunity to get to get really good. They could they'll probably end up reaching for someone or someone that the rest of the world considers the NBA Twitter considers uh considers a reach, but I think I think they could be really good. Kevin Herter came on strong late in the year. Trey Young. He's Trey Young, dude with balling. So I mean, that worked out for him. The Bulls who had a so this is this is really funny. So um, the Bulls had a higher Lottery odds at 12.5% to get the number one pick. Atlanta had 10.5%. Washington had 9% chance of of, of, of winning. And so... Jeez. And what's even better is that if the Grizzlies pick had fell anywhere probably outside of the top five, I think, because I think it was top five protected, Boston could have got that pick. Be something so Boston would have had a top six pick.
1: Oh, that'd be nuts. That, that That's something that would be cool to look back at and see how many years that's all been going on. I swear that the Boston's had like a top five pick in the past like six drafts. It feels
0: the bonkers, man. Like, what? Like, how Danny Ainge, man, Danny Ainge. Um, so then you have Chicago at 7, Phoenix at 6. Don't blow it. It's Phoenix, I'm not shocked. Um blow it. Cleveland ends up at 5. Now everybody's like, "Oh, the Pelicans, they got the number 1 pick. They had like a 6% like 6% odds of getting that pick. The Lakers had a 2% chance of getting that pick, and they ended up at number 4."
1: Oh yeah. Like <laughs> This whole new system is, is fantastic. And that's coming from someone who supported uh, the entire. Uh, what do you call Tank it? For Zion. Uh, no, not even that. Not even that. Good old boys from. Uh, from why am I drawing a blank now? Uh, Philly. Oh, Philly. the process. The process. The process. I'm sorry. Like, I am so happy that all this is happening. Continue with your order so we can get into
0: that. Um. So, uh, Lakers at four. Again, LeBron James just ruining another franchise that he left Cleveland. Um, just like a subtle dance like, "Oh, we got the fourth pick. Cleveland got five. Oh my my, I can't believe such a thing could happen." Um, New York's at three. Memphis is at two, and the Pel's the Pelis uh, got the number one pick. So, what's crazy is at the top. Picks to go to the Southwest Conference, Southwest Division of the NBA, um, home to the Pellies the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Mavericks. So you, you'll see an influx of young talent. So that's, that'd be that'd be crazy. Memphis and the Pel's both had six percent odds of getting that top pick, and, and you know, obviously, they didn't bribe Adam, Adam Silver with enough barbecue. We threw enough beads at Adam Silver that we got the top pick. We're like beads and king cake. Let's go. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh,
1: you know, it, it's so funny because it's. I mean, of course, the NBA goes through waves and whatnot. I can just remember there was a year where, um, where, we just, at the Southwest Conference, I believe every team, but and this might have been, uh, on one of the down years of Houston prior uh, pre James Harden. But I am pretty sure that there was one year where literally every team, except for the Rockets, made it. I want to say it was the Rockets. It, you know that, that's just always been a good division to and through. And now, it, now you're looking at, you know, let, let let's face it, Zion coming down there to the Big Easy and and Memphis. That that whole situation it, it looks too written, too written out. In stone that uh, Ja, Ja has to go there.
0: To Memphis for
1: the great Mike Conley in time. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the best part of it is that he's such a good scorer that he becomes he's your two guard until you you either trade Mike Conley or like Mike Conley retires, and then at that point, like you then have Avery Bradley. At your two still so like you there's no drop off really so that year you're talking about the 2014-2015 playoffs all all the teams made the playoffs that 2014-2015 season they all did so there they you go did. so the 2007-2008 the four of the five teams made the playoffs
1: is that
0: the 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 Hornets year 07-08 I believe that was the year that the Hornets made the uh, yeah they got they lost the uh, conference semis that was the year Mm -hmm. 07-08 that was was a crazy year that was that was it was like right off the they like just came back from OKC
1: Good old Paisha.
0: Yeah, yeah Paisha uh, D West.
1: Yeah, CP3, CP3. I Tyson Mo Chandler, Pete Mo there. Pete.
0: Yeah, that was a that was that was a team. That was a squad. That was, uh, that was the year. Yeah, who they Kill lose me. to? Who they lose to that year in the conference semis?
1: Spurs. And I can tell you exactly what happened. It
0: no. To, in the semis, huh? who did they lose? That's not who they lost to the that year.
1: It was definitely the Spurs. They beat, because
0: they beat the Mavs. It was the Spurs, yeah. But they were the two seed. Six. They were the two seed that year. Wow.
1: I'm telling you, that was the year, man. That was the year. You get some uh, some NBA Live 0- 07, that was the year to beat the, uh, the Hornets, man. Uh, and I can remember it. It got all the way to the point we had an opportunity to, I believe, win or tie and. M- Chris Paul threw it out to Gennaro Pargo in the corner, and that dude missed that shot so hard, he literally killed, like, half of New Orleans.
0: He did more damage than Katrina. She Real
1: said. shit, dude. And I was there, and it was such a sad
0: moment. Was that? Is that the Byron Scott, was, was that, one, like, one of Byron Scott's, like, last couple years?
1: It was definitely a Byron Scott. It was, yeah, well, def, sure as hell it wasn't anyone else. Uh, Definitely a Byron Scott year.
0: Yeah, because we had Paul Silas and Tim Floyd. That didn't work out too hot. Um,
1: no, not quite. Not
0: quite. And then you had... Because CP3 left in 2011. Because the... Pel- they, they were in like the myth. Mid- I, I actually hated this entire year. Was It was the year that... Um, like They had no ownership. So the league owned the team. And the will never, the league will never be like, oh yeah, now nah, this definitely happened. They trade Chris Paul, and they actually get a pretty decent haul, and they get some picks in the process. And the league's like, nah, 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 that's that's not gonna happen. We're not gonna let him go to the Lakers. I'm like, but, but we had a good haul. We had like Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, a couple of picks. Um, I, I, I need to look this up. And then, yeah. it, gets, then it gets vetoed. And he ends up going to...
1: The other L.A. The to Clippers. the Flippers.
0: I was just like... I know,
1: I For what looks like on paper, a pretty decent return. But let me tell you, there was nothing more disappointing than Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen, and Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah. And God knows what else we got out of that. I'm so pissed because I know... I know we tried to get a good old, uh, we tried to get Eric
0: Bledsoe out of that, and they were like, "No, that's too much." So yeah, no. so, so this was the this was the trade. It was Kevin Martin, who was top. It was like he was one of the best power forwards at the time. Luis Scola, one of the top two Argentinian NBA players. Lamar Odom, Goran Dragic, and a 2012 first round pick. Dragic was in that? No way. I, I, I'm I'm looking up the ESPN article. Huh. So it's Paul Gasol to the Rockets, and then New Orleans would have got Kevin Martin, who was on the Rockets, Louis Skola who was on the Rockets, and Lamar Odom, as well as Goran Dragic in a 2012 pick. Which, like, what? Like,
1: I don't know. I feel like they're, they're both trades ended up probably in the same situation, except their trade had less injuries. And we got Chris Kamen. It looked like somebody punched him in the face every game. Did you, do you remember that, man? He played, like, every game with a black
0: eye. <laughs> he played kind of dirty. I can't even, like, front. Like, not even dirty. He played cheeky basketball. He played very dude, cheeky basketball. I mean, so that don't tri- get me
1: wrong. The dude was an all-star. But I'm going to just Google Chris Kamen, and I guarantee that one of the first pictures pops up. That he's black got guy. a black eye in it. And let me see. Uh... Yep. Well, these are all none of these are from Pelican's years, but I'm not even gonna lie, he looks like he he had radiation poisoning. Look like, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it's like the first picture he took in a Pelican in a Hornets uniform, which he looks super sad about, which I don't blame him. He's he's got like a black eye and, and a terrible beard, he also looks like definitely as sad as he could possibly ever look.
0: You know what makes that worse is that they got a they got the Timberwolves pick in the 2012 draft. So let's look at who they wasted a pick on because the Pelicans love wasting picks. Oh, that's my favorite thing to look up. Who we drafted. Oh, it's okay. It's not a total wash. Or you may consider it a wash. We drafted Austin Rivers with that pick. Dude, okay. I actually, so... didn't, hate, I actually didn't hate that pick that year. I actually, liked, I actually liked that pick a lot. I liked it too, man. But I was also the like Hey, you know who was else Who else was in that draft? That got drafted, which makes me, like, not feel bad because I, like, looked at him like, oh, this person's not in the league. is um, Leonard, still in the league. Jeremy Lamb, still in the league. Kendall Marshall, not in the league. John Henson, still with Milwaukee. Um, Dude, that guy was
1: an animal. Wait, is he really? I thought he had, like, depression issues. Uh, no, maybe I think of
0: someone else. Who? No, who is John Henson with right now?
1: I thought John Henson was the guy who had, like...
0: Yeah, he's going to Milwaukee right now,
1: dude. Well, he should definitely be playing. Pun- yeah. He was
0: an animal. Yeah, um, Mo Harkless, Royce White, Tyler Zeller, Terrence Jones, Andrew Nicholson, Evan Fournier. Which I'm like, man, we had some foresight. He probably should have drafted Evan Fournier. Like, like he yeah. came off strong. I mean, like Austin Rivers is going to be a really good role player, and he's going to be really good. Like, like just coming off the bench, like. He could be kind of like if he like learns how to not be so streaky. He could be like a Lou Williams, like off the bench type of guy, in my hey, opinion. He balled, he balled
1: out uh, in the series. Was it Golden State? Yeah, yeah, Golden State. State. He, he had some good threes.
0: So, so the the, the twenty to thirty. Uh, only Tony Rotten and Miles Plumley are still in the league.
1: Yeah, well, Fab Mello died, RIP.
0: Yeah, R.P. that was, that was. I think that was, yeah. Um, but like you look at the second round, Jay Crowder went in the second round. Um, okay. Draymond Green. Quin, uh, really? uh Chris Middleton. Will Barton. Oh, what a steal. Will Barton.
1: Will uh, the thrill.
0: Uh, Darius Miller, who got back on the roster this year. I'm a big fan of Darius. I like him. He's gotten a lot better. He gotten a lot better this year. That was for sure. got a lot better this year. As as like, like his time overseas. Yeah. It was nice. Mike, Mike
1: Scott, that's not a bad player right there. 43.
0: Yeah. Kim English, who's actually... I I think he's at CU Boulder coaching right now. Like on their staff. Interesting. That was, that was crazy. But, I mean, like... That actually wasn't a total waste so now I feel I feel kind of bad for shitting on on, on <laughs> like cause like I asked the Pelicans they love wasting picks and it was like oh let's Austin Rivers well eh, eh, not too terrible
1: uh-huh. I mean it could be worse you could be at the fifth pick picking Thomas Robinson who <sighs> cool. let let me just say man so this just shows you that I definitely should not be a GM in the NBA cause <laughs> I was like oh Anthony Davis big deal Thomas Robinson, that dude's balling, which he did. But I mean, imagine if we were that retarded,
0: bro. I'm just looking at it like this: It's like, all right, what could we have leveraged to get up to five and draft Damian Lillard?
1: Yeah, I think about that too, man. Because I mean, what, we what were we, what we really wasn't, we, wasn't that far.
0: What, he was he was only drafted four picks ahead of us. Like we we could have. We could I, if we knew that done some research and we knew like hey like we can go back and we can come back up and maybe it's you trade the 2010 and then you do you get rid of the since you had a you had the six pick in the 2013 draft hold on JP' you' working hard Grind never stops bro um <laughs> Watch you trying to be greatest the the GM of the year. Um, so like you have you have Nerlens Noel who you know it was, it was it was okay. You could have leveraged that pick like for the fo- for that following year and just be like hey here's our 2013 here's number 10. Like Sacramento you're not gonna be like oh you know we're, yeah we're 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 we're, in, we're too good to have multiple draft picks we don't we don't we don't want to end up in the top 10 for the next 14 years. Um, which they went uh, from 2009 to 2018, they drafted within the top ten. Every first round pick they had has fall. At least one of them has fallen within the top ten. Some years they had two, in which case they went like one and twenty, like four and twenty three. Jeez. So it's wow. like it's like you trade that pick. You go up, you get them, and I mean. I, I, mean, yeah, I think it works that. out y'all cuz you also don't end up trading for Drew, Drew Holiday, which is like sad. I love Drew Holiday, but you don't feel forced to at that point.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I guess it's just Hindsight. being able to actually, you know, scout and recruit cuz I mean, I'm looking at this this uh the 2013 the next year's draft and I mean, we're clearly not the only people who are stupid because Cleveland, of course, with Anthony Bennett. You know, terrible bus. Phoenix, Alex Len, Charlotte, Cody Zeller. But there's Giannis just sitting there at 15, arguably the best player in the league right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's just uh Well, he might be the only person. But I look at this and I'm just I'm. I,
0: so let's look. At, let's... I just
1: think we're terrible at recruiting the Depot's at number two, so like, I mean like at,
0: there's some people who aren't stupid. Let's look at twenty. I was looking at the top twenty for the twenty thirteen draft. Anthony Bennett, out of the league. Alex Lynn, I don't even know if he's in the league. Ben Michaelmore, uh, yeah. where is he at? Trey Burke, out of the league. Uh, uh Lucas. Oh, who's Lucas? No what what? Lucas Noguero? <laughs> never heard of him. Shane Larkin, where is he at? Sergei Karasev, where is he at? Alright, and you got Tony Snell. So, of the top 20, eight of those guys aren't even in the league anymore. It's just like, clearly, like, like oh, yeah, Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad is the other guy.
1: Oh, but that is, so, Shabazz, you know, you're out here thinking he's going to be an elite scorer. I, I would have thought so.
0: His numbers, his numbers indicated he could have been something nice. Like, right, his, numbers so from, that- his numbers from UCLA weren't, weren't, uh, they weren't terrible. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I certainly feel more. Uh, I feel better about that than Anthony
0: Bennett. Average, average seventeen point nine in his one year at UCLA. Like, man, Jeez. but I mean, like Victor Oladipo, like he went where he was supposed to go because he ended up where he's at, and I really hope that man comes back because he he blew up in Indiana this year. Like he's he's yeah. the dude that like I knew he was gonna be. Otto Port is kind of figuring it out. Cody Zeller's still playing. He's just he's getting solid minutes and I mean mm-hmm. you know I, you know who I wish would have came on strong? Frank Kaminsky. Frank the tank. I, I liked it. How, I, he was, yeah. He's in he's in, he's in Charlotte. He's in Charlotte.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he always was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: throwback, because yeah. they were still the the they were still the Bobcats that year. Oh God! What a terrible franchise. Oh, it's okay. Not much has changed when they became the Hornets. So, um, which, which, really funny—they became the Hornets the next year. <laughs> which I'm like, yo, can we? like, yo, can we get that jazz moniker back? Because I, I'm going to Utah this summer, and uh, I don't know if I'm gonna hear any jazz music. Yeah. I'm just saying. I didn't see any Hornets in New Orleans. I'm sure there's a bunch of them in Charlotte. I'd like to hear some jazz back in New Orleans. I'm just saying. Yeah, nothing upsets me more than that whole thing. When you really think about it, yeah. especially that fan base getting that name, like, oh Jesus. So, so I'm looking, I'm looking at the following year's draft for 2014 because we're just on this draft lottery draft uh, just yeah. rabbit hole. The Denver Nuggets drafted Doug McDermott.
1: Hey, first, I, mini tangent, I'm so happy that Alfred Payton went one pick before Doug McDouchebag Buckets. <laughs> I, I, as a proud graduate, twice graduate, and employee of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, uh, nothing makes me happier than knowing that even though he won the, uh, the game, Against UL, that yes, Alfred the
0: won the war. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that's a that was a, that was actually a really good game. I thought they had a chance to that was a good to pull that one off. Um, and then you have Yusuf Nurkic drafted by the. This is how dumb the Chicago Bulls are, <clears throat> and pretty much this kind of sums up my draft lottery. right? up like you don't have to be in the lottery to draft good. If you're in the lottery, it means you're probably going to draft shit because look at the Kings; they've been in the lottery for the last decade. Um, Yusuf Nurkic went 16, which means they basically traded him to Denver for Doug McDermott. Oh, that's uh, that's,
1: that's horrible.
0: And then, and then, because let's check out his, yep, because he started his rookie year in Chicago. Doug McDermott. So that's pretty much how that trade had to work out. Um, And then, I'm working hard. Ryan never stops, bro. Um am trying to be greatest the the GM of the year. Um, so like you have you have Nerlens Noel who you know it was, it was it was okay. You could have leveraged that pick like for the for that following year, and just be like hey, here's our 2013. Here's number 10. Like Sacramento, you're not gonna be like oh you know we're, yeah we we we're we're, 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 in, we're too good to have multiple draft picks. We don't we don't we don't want to end up in the top ten for the next fourteen years. Um which they went uh from two thousand and nine to two thousand and eighteen they drafted within the top ten. Every first round pick they've had has fall at least one of them has fallen within the top ten. Some years they had two, in which case they went like one and twenty like four and twenty three. Jeez. So it's, well, like, it's like you trade that pick, you go up, you get him, and I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think it works that. out because you also end up trading for Drew, Drew Holiday, which is like sad. I love Drew Holiday, but you don't feel forced to at that point.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I guess it's just Hindsight. being able to actually, you know, scout and recruit because, I mean, I'm looking at this. This, uh the twenty thirteen the next year's draft. And, I mean, we're clearly not the only people who are stupid because Cleveland, of course, with Anthony Bennett, you know, terrible bust. Phoenix, Alex mm. Len Charlotte, Cody, Zeller. But there's Giannis just sitting there at 15, arguably the best player in the league right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's just... Uh, well, he might be the only person. But I look at this and I'm just... I'm... I, so let's look at this. I just, Think we're terrible at recruiting. the Depot's at number two, so Alex, I mean like at, there's some people who aren't stupid. Let's look at
0: 20. i look like, at the top 20 for the 2013 draft. Anthony Bennett out of the league. Alex Lynn, I don't even know if he's in the league. Ben Michaelmore, where is he at? Trey Burke, out of the league. Uh, uh Lucas. Golden. Who's Lucas? No what what? Lucas Noguero? <laughs> Never heard of him. Shane Larkin, where is he at? Sergey Karasev, where is he at? All right, and you got Tony Snell. So of the top 20, eight of those guys aren't even in the league anymore. So it's just like clearly like, like oh, yeah, Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad is the other guy.
1: Oh, but that is, so Shabazz. You know, you're out here thinking he's going to be an elite
0: scorer. I, I would have thought so. His numbers, his numbers indicated he could have been something nice. Like right. his numbers so from that, his numbers from UCLA weren't weren't uh they weren't terrible, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I certainly feel more uh, I feel better about that than Anthony Bennett.
0: Average, Look, average seventeen point nine in his one year at UCLA. Like man, Jeez. but I mean, like Victor Oladipo. Like he went where he was supposed to go because he ended up where he's at, and I really hope that man comes back because he he blew up in Indiana this year. Like he's he's yeah. the dude that like I knew he was gonna be. Otto Port is kind of figuring it out. Cody Zeller's still playing. He's just he's getting solid minutes, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know who I wish would have came on strong. Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank. I, I, I like it. Oh he he's in he's in, he's in Charlotte. He's in Charlotte.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he always was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: throwback, because um, they were still the the they were still the Bobcats that year. Oh God, what a terrible franchise. Oh, uh, That's okay. Not much has changed when they became the Hornets. So, um, which real? which really funny they became the Hornets the next year. <laughs> 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 which I'm like, yo, can we? I'm like, yo, can we get that jazz moniker back? Because I. I'm going to Utah this summer, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to hear any jazz music. Yeah. I'm just Uh, saying. I didn't see any Hornets in New Orleans. I'm sure there's a bunch of them in Charlotte. I'd like to hear some jazz back in New Orleans. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, nothing upsets me more than that whole thing, when you really think about it. Especially
0: that fan base getting that name. Like, God, Jesus. So, so I'm looking I'm looking at the following year's draft for 2014 because we're just on this draft lottery draft uh, just rabbit hole. The Denver Nuggets drafted Doug McDermott. Hey,
1: first I mini tangent. I'm so happy that Alfred Payton went one pick before Doug McDouchebag Buckets. I I've <laughs> As a proud graduate, twice graduate, and employee of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, uh, nothing makes me happier than knowing that even though he won the, uh, the game against UL, that Lost Alfred the won the war. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that's a that was a, that was actually a really good game. I thought they had a chance to that was a good game. Pull I out enjoyed and it. Um. And then you have Yusuf Nurkic drafted by the This is how dumb the Chicago Bulls are And pretty much this kind of sums up My draft lottery right like, You don't have to be in the lottery to draft good If you're in the lottery it means you're probably going to draft Shit because Look at the Kings they've been in the lottery for the last Decade Um, Yusuf Nurkic went 16 Which means they basically Traded him To Denver for Doug McDermott Oh that's Yeah, that's that's horrible and then and then because let's check out his yep because he started his rookie year in chicago doug McDermott. so that's pretty much how that trade had to work out um and then conversation wasn't recorded
1: oh that is very upsetting well it's okay it was super off topic anyway i suppose
0: True, but I mean that's what it is. We're all we're all, It's called it's called shoot the J. We're out here sh- just shooting from the hip. Whatever, wherever the conversation goes, it goes, man.
1: Right? Um, oh my goodness. But okay, so yes, I think the Knicks are gonna pick R.J. Barrett. I think they'd be stupid
0: not to pick R.J. Barrett. But I think James if, Dolan if you, is still your owner, yeah. What? Oh, James Dolan? Yeah, yeah,
1: no. So don't get me wrong. Like, I really think. So I think they would have dealt uh, Zion. I think they're all stupid. I don't think it matters who they draft because I think they're going to trade whoever they draft, which is stupid. Um,
0: I mean, you do have two max contracts, though, so.
1: Yes, but uh, I I see that as – look if you pick this guy RJ Barrett you know he's he's a good ball player you've seen him you've seen him play without Zion as well you know and still can pr- pretty much lead the team you might as well start trying well uh, you know i don't know cuz at this point i was going to say they might as well just go hit the free agency market and and try to pick up some of those some of those all stars who are available now but why would you go play for the Knicks other than the fact that you want to play in MSG? And don't get me wrong. I think that's a big, a big thing. I would want to. But at the same time, you you know, take the good with the bad. All right,
0: Fisdale, that's good. Dolan, that's bad. Who's your GM? Uh, Do you even have one? Is James Dolan also your – is he your owner and general manager?
1: I am – Pretty sure at this point, yes.
0: Scott Perry. Uh, Poor, poor, the poor guy. Scott Perry is the GM. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, see, (sighs) you know, did you know that? No, because you wouldn't since...
0: James Dolan.
1: (laughs) James Dolan
0: does everything. He's
1: out here banning players and people and shit and... you know, it, it, that's what blows my mind when I hear people say that New Orleans is a dysfunctional organization. I'm like, like oh, Have you well, seen the New York Knicks? All, probably, but <laughs> that—why the hell would you think that the Knicks is a better opportunity?
0: Yeah, nah. I, I think but, I think AD ends up going to either 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 going to LA, or he goes to or he goes to the um, to the. Uh, Celtics, Lakers, or Celtics are the only two options. So, so this, so you know, Pete. Pete just sent yeah. me. Uh, he sent me two. Uh, he sent me three really trade scenarios. Um, so one involves the Bulls It's a three-team trade. So it's Bulls, Lakers, Pelts. The Bulls get Lonzo Ball, Lance Stevenson, uh, Mo Wagner, and uh, the 2021 Lakers pick. Um, Lakers get Anthony Davis, and in return we get. Ingram, Kuzma, Wendell Carter Jr., Josh Hart, and two 2019 picks at number four and seven, respectively. Now, I don't think the Bulls are going to be willing to get to like part with Wendell Carter. And that's just my opinion. The dude clearly works well with Lori Markinen in, in a nice kind of inside outside, high low offensive uh, kind of combo. But you can keep Baron. I like Brandon Ingram. Keep him. Give me Kuzma. I like him. Give me heart. Give me two first-round picks. And so now I've got an opportunity to go and draft Zion. At four, if the Knicks are dumb enough to pass up on R.J. Barrett, give me R.J. Barrett. And then at seven, you just wait and just be like, you know what? I can take a reach here and then go draft the big man out of uh, Gonzaga, Rui. Rui Hachimura. Uh, who, you need a center because you don't technically have one at this point. You're not going to put Julius Randle at the at the five. I mean, you played him at the five, but he's not guarding your fives. He's guarding other teams' fours, pretty much. Or he's if he's guarding another team's five, it's like Brook Lopez was just out there just draining 35 footers, just casually shoulder shrug. Like when did that happen?
1: Ugh, dude, right. That's impressive. He hit more in last night's game than he did his first, uh, I think they said, seven years of his career. Wow. Or something like that. It was pretty impressive.
0: So then another one that got sent to me was Celtics, Pels, Wizards. Obviously the Celtics get AD. He's saying the Pels get Bradley Bill and Robert Williams III from Texas A&M, the rookie. The Pels get the 2022 first-round pick for the Celtics and the 2019 first-round pick from the Celtics. The Wizards get Gordon Hayward, the Celtics other 2019 pick which is number 22 and then the 2020 pick which um because they don't trade their 2021 it's all it's all actually fairly le- logical but I'm not I like Bradley Bill but
1: so 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 let me react to both between the two, I like the one involving the, the Celtics. More. And, and here's, here's, here's the reason why. Uh, and I'll first talk about why I don't like the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Brandon Ingram is now someone who I am not 100% sure is going to continuously play night in and night out uh, with this, this new ailment, we'll say. Uh, which, for whatever reason, is is, is escaping me, but it seems very serious enough that Lord knows how much that's actually going to jeopardize his, his career. And, and don't get me wrong, I think randoming is pretty great. Uh, but I just, I, the return on investment just doesn't seem enough. And, and I know, like, oh, throwing a pick always makes it a little bit nicer, but the idea but
0: does behind it? all of this is it, well, that's the thing. The idea behind all of this
1: is that supposedly this pick is going to be good, but if we're trading them, arguably one of the best power forward center, whatever you want to call Anthony Davis at this point in you know modern t- uh, NBA times, are they going to be bad? Are we just trading so we can get the thirtieth pick in a year? Like that sounds stupid to me. Uh, and I want to get Anthony Davis the hell away from it. I'm sorry, but I know how good he is.
0: I do. mean, he clearly wasn't good or healthy enough to help us not get in the lottery, so.
1: Well, well, I see Anthony Davis as the biggest threat if you put him to a different team in the West. True, though. I don't disagree. Now, now you're talking about, look, we didn't make the playoffs. Neither did the Lakers. And if you're telling me that they're not going to make it with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, well, you're full of shit. Uh, there's no way that that team doesn't make any seed in the playoffs. I'm not saying one. I'm not even saying two. But,
0: I mean, eight at, at, at least eight. <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying. And So the Pelicans over here, look, we're, not, we're being – let's be realistic. We're not going for one, two, or three either. You know, four is if this is the best scenario in the world. Five is a pretty good year. 6 uh, six, seven, eight is more than likely what's going to happen in a year. I don't think we're going to go on this 40-game win streak. Yeah. So, I look at the any team in the West. Giving them Anthony Davis makes them automatically a contender. And I don't... Well, I, I say that as in anyone who already has another piece there. So, yeah. I don't want to send him to LA. Because I don't want to make a better team better. Yeah. And so... so As, as the... The ROI, the return on investment, seems pretty decent from from the Lakers just because, you know, Kuzma's pretty good. Uh, Hart is pretty good. Not great.
0: Not all-star level talent, but...
1: Exactly. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that Bradley Beal
0: is going to turn around the franchise. However... Uh, <laughs> you know? But
1: between looking at weighing those two things throwing anthony davis out into the east where he, he's he's automatically in the playoffs because he you know it's that's basically east. a participation trophy over there um <laughs> uh, it, it just makes more sense to me i don't think the pick matters i don't think the pick matters
0: yeah because I, they'll probably you know, know. If it's, if david griffin he also doesn't have a great track record with the. Uh, Drafting people. So um, Brandon Ingram's injury was a shoulder injury caused by a blood clot. So that that could be that could be pretty serious. That's a little concerning. I'm sorry. Um, I
1: hear blood clot, and I'm sorry if it sounds ignorant, but I just think Chris Bosh, and that's terrifying.
0: Yeah, that dude, is it's concerning.
1: as he was,
0: not in the league. Yeah. So here we go. Ah, beautiful. The. So I've got a couple of things. Um, one, I've pulled up David Griffin's uh, track his, history of drafting. And uh, bright side, I don't see Anthony Bennett. So,
1: Oh, thank Christ. I figured he was part of that too. He must have been right after.
0: Yeah, but he did. He signed Seth Curry. He fired Mike Brown, hired David Blatt, and he drafted Andrew Wiggins. That's not, bad. not terrible um finesse is a three-team trade somehow gets LeBron to a multi-year deal signs Joe Harris probably trades Joe Harris later um not terrible he doesn't have a terrible track record so I think like the he drafted Tyus Jones which I like that pick I wish it would have kept him in Cleveland but you know it all works out um Signed Quinn Cook. He, he, he signed. He's like he like he he could has an eye for talent, and you know just it happened. You just don't get guys that just kind of work out. He didn't have a terrible. He doesn't have like a. Uh, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a New York Knicks style track record when it comes to just like botching drafts. So that creates a little faith. Um, but I saw this. I saw this article from. I'm looking at the New York Post. And they talk about oh, like it's okay, like you didn't get Zion, it's all right. R.J. Barrett is still really good. And then they they follow this, like Anthony Davis was drafted with the first pick in 2012. Um, he then they go then go on the list the top first overall pick in the next from 2013 to 2018, like all those drafts. So um, Anthony Bennett. So I'm so I'm gonna name all these, and I want you to say would you have drafted rj barrett over this person anthony bennett
1: andrew wiggins
0: yeah uh, yes carl anthony towns no ben simmons yes markel fultz
1: yeah yes
0: deandre ayton
1: yeah well it's hard to say because i thought some of those guys looked better um in college. Like Anthony uh or Wiggins, I was quick to answer that one, but that, that would have been a tough one too. Um but I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it for Carl Anthony Towns. I'm sorry that dude looked like a freak in college. Um which I think has paid off. Yeah. But of course Bennett trash and, yeah. uh he you know there were I I just think RJ Barrett's just a, a more well-rounded, well-rounded player. Yeah. Um. And, and and just something that can make an immediate impact. Because look, I have the New York Knicks picks since uh, 2000, and let's. Uh, you know what? Let's let's pick a year. Pick a year. When when do you think I should start?
0: Oh, you obviously have to start with. The year prior to Christoph's Porzingis, because no New York Nick rant is uh, complete without just speaking about Phil Jackson and what a terrible job he did with the Knicks. So, oh, of course,
1: but you know what? We're, we'll, we'll go back even further than that. Let's let's go to let's go. Oh, man, I almost want to go to 04, but we're not because that's pretty far back. Because that was Trevor Ariza. So that one makes you feel okay. Um,
0: In the first round. In
1: second round, 43rd pick. Woo!
0: I, see, uh, I so, see you, Trev. Right, right.
1: Um, You know, the next year was the one with David Lee, so screw that. We'll start I, actually,
0: with, I actually liked that David Lee one. That was actually pretty good.
1: Right? Channing Frye was the first pick and uh, as pick number eight.
0: Channing Frye was really... Like, that dude is yeah. he
1: He's but got let's such let's a great career. Two, let, we'll start with 2006, because that seems like the perfect... Just to show you that, you know what? Fuck you, Stephen A. Um, your Knicks would probably botch it anyway. So 06, they had the 20th and 29th pick. They were Ronaldo, balkman and Marty Collins. Who? Uh, good question. 07 was Wilson Chandler. Okay. 08, Danilo Gallinari with the 6th pick. Okay. 09, Jordan Hill with the 8th pick.
0: <laughs> Neat.
1: Yeah. With the thirty eighth and 39th pick in twenty ten, it was Andy Rotens and Landry Fields.
0: Landry Fields and Jeremy Lynn did have that dope, like elite brown skin, like cool kid handshake that they had. Like, it's like, oh, we went to school with, which we, that makes us better than you, Stanford and Harvard. Ha ha ha! That's cool. Have <laughs> a great handshake where we like take off glasses and read books. So I actually don't, I actually don't hate thirty pick. I like, I like the, I like. That was a decent pick, I
1: thought. 2011 with the 17th pick, they picked Iman Shumpert. I like that uh, one.
0: Oh, good old Eman. uh Oh, 12 was Costas Papanikalu <laughs> uh, Yeah. Whoever that, I don't he's, He didn't go to college, so whatever. Uh, 2013, 24th pick, Tim Hardaway. Not bad. That wasn't a bad one. But then they I like, trade him, and then like he like finds his way back to the Knicks somehow. They, yeah, they uh, traded him to he Atlanta. Did.
1: <laughs> he did, yes. He went to Atlanta. Then they signed him to an enormous deal. I'm talking like Dumb. it was some like seven years or something retarded.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it was absurd. But, you know, yeah. Nick's going oh, Nick. Uh, <laughs> Nick's 34th
0: pick.
1: and 51st pick in 2014. Clean Anthony early. Mm-hmm. The nonest. The donces. Uh, the auntie, couple, brother.
0: <laughs> the, the, the first one. <laughs> Right? <gasps>
1: 2015 was Porzingis.
0: Which I and, find and hilarious that he got booed. Like, that pick got booed. I was like, wow. Right? So dumb. So dumb. But, I mean, like, um, look, at you, look who they drafted, like, going all the way. Like, 2010, they didn't even have a first-round pick. They didn't have another one in 2012. They didn't have one in 2014. Yeah.
1: it's it's They clearly were just... They're clearly just terrible at, at doing this. I, and you know, and I say that. And this year it was Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. Those are pretty decent picks. Um, the year before though was Frank N- to, N- to, whatever. Milikina. They passed up on they passed up on Dennis Smith Jr., who now they have. So it's hilarious.
0: Like, it's hilarious. like oh. come on,
1: man. And then Damien Dotson and Anjing Jamara whoever the fuck these people are. I don't
0: know. I mean like you just it's just bad. I mean like you can even look at wait what? No way. Hmm. No way. I have a question for you. Yes. If I were to tell you a former Pelicans, Hornets coach, was drafted by the New York but, Knicks.
1: Okay, so I was just scrolling down and I saw it. There, I cannot believe Monty Williams was drafted by the Knicks.
0: <laughs> that you is be bonkers. Me. 1994 point guard out of Notre Dame. Dude, that's crazy. Didn't realize any of that. So when people are like, oh, Manny Williams doesn't know basketball. it's like, well, he played for the Knicks in 94, which was probably around one of their like, prime times because they had Hubie Davis, Hubert Davis, um, and Greg Anthony. They had some really good guards. That's right around – Mark Jackson was drafted in 87. So you had – that was around that was around Patrick Ewing. Yeah. You had that 94. 90- he was drafted 94 95. So Ian was 32 at that point. He was averaging 20, he average 23 that year. They were 55 and 27, finished second in the NBA Atlantic, and lost in the semis to Reggie Miller and the Pacers. That was the, I think that was a choke series. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but his, the head coach was Pat Riley. That dude is old as dirt, man. And then they played for Don Nelson and Jeff Van Gundy, who Don Nelson started the We Believe Warriors. So you had Jeff Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy again. Yeah. Then you had the lockout year, I think. And then, so 98-99 probably was a lockout year. And they lose in the finals to San Antonio, which was the start of the Tim Duncan dynasty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You yeah have Van Gu- when you, you have Van Gundy until two thousand and one, two thousand and two. They fired this man at a ten and nine record. He hadn't even gotten through twenty games in the season and they <laughs> fired this man.
1: That's probably what started uh you know everything
0: being absolutely awful. So so you follow that up with uh well you didn't have a really great team too. So you had, so funny, Tom Thibodeau was on that staff that year. Um, you had Marcus Canby, Alan Houston, who's probably one of my he's probably one of the best shooters I've ever seen. And then I saw Steph Curry. Um, Mark Jackson, Latrell Sprewell, Kurt Thomas. Like that's on that team. Like that's just that's just a tough group to fight through. Plus you had like the NBA like culture revolution pretty much happening. So that's why you had that. But you see them finishing 30 and 52, 37 and 45, 39 and 43, 33 and 49, 23 and 59, 33 and 49, 23 and 59, 32 and 50, 29 and 53. And for the first time in a very long time, probably since they fired Jeff Van Gundy, they had a winning record at 42 and 40. In which they got swept by the Celtics in the first round. Oh wow. Then you followed up with what I believe to be another three losing seasons with not a winning record. Oh yeah, 36 and 30, 54 and 28 with Mike Woodson, shout out. Then you went 37 and 37 and 45, 17 and 65, 32 and 50, 31 and 51, 29 and 53. And then this year, seventeen and sixty-five. Holy hell! So you're telling me at some point you couldn't have drafted a just a just a tad bit better, not a lot, just a tad bit, or maybe don't go through seven different head coaches every year. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's just no way. <clears throat> Ownership. It's all about ownership. It's it's got to be. It has to be. It's it's bonkers. Like
0: like how like how do like how do you mess that up? How. But so yeah, so like you just look at that and you're just like, all right, cool. Like they're comparing RJ Barrett to to Dwayne Wade. So here's some stats. I'm gonna give you if you watch Get Up on ESPN with Greenie Mike Greenberg and all of them. That's too early, man. I don't disagree. I mean, it's even earlier for me, bro. Um, so like, I'm like, I, so they have a, a stats guy. His name's Himbo. Uh, so I'm gonna give you two stats, and I want you to tell me which player is uh, Dwayne Wade and which player is RJ Barrett. Um, these are stats from college. Um, player A: 22.6 points, 7.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 45.4 field from uh, the field. And 30.8 from three point line. Player B, 21.5 points, 6.3 rebounds, 4.4 assists, shooting 50% from the field, and 31.8, so 32 from the three point line. Which player is RJ Barrett? Which player is Dwayne Wade? Gotta be B's Dwayne
1: Wade and A's Barrett. Yeah. It is? It okay. Is. So I did that based off of rebounds. <laughs>
0: So so yeah so
1: I think he's a little taller
0: yeah so so RJ Barrett is player A and Dwayne Wade is player B and what's crazy is that at 18 that was RJ Barrett's stats at 20 and 21 when Dwayne Wade was at Marquette that was the his 21 and a half points six point three rebounds that was four point four assists that was his stats at Marquette now I'm not saying RJ Barrett is going to be Dwayne Wade. I mean, but the lankiness, the ability to rebound, the very nice mid-range game not too shabby. No, no, not at all. Man. And he comes, comes from a much deeper basketball pedigree with Steve Nash being his uncle and playing for Coach K and and all of that stuff. Yeah,
1: um, no, I definitely think uh, I think he set up for success, and so. I think in general um, it's a no-brainer they have to they have to make that pick uh, whether they keep the pick or not, Lord knows, but I think that's got to be the pick yeah, It has to be it has to
0: be um, well, we spent a lot of time on the draft a lot more than I thought we were, we were kind of gonna. We went on a very deep rabbit hole kind of kind uh, <laughs> of session here. Um. Yeah, that's the truth. So we can kind of, obviously, school's starting to let out. It's almost summertime. Um, kind of talk about some favorite summer memories that we have, and then we kind of get on out of here. Um, Sounds good. So I kind of I'll let you start with some of your favorite summer memories or kind of like end of the school year type of things that you had growing up. Or... Uh. Well, you
1: know, growing up, I was definitely. One of those kids who who did, did the whole camp life would go to uh, let's see, to good old St. Christopher. Uh, so you know the the whole the whole layout of New Orleans is there's like six thousand Catholic um, you know elementary schools, okay. and pretty much each one has a camp. summer camp. And uh, except for the one that I went to, they like stopped doing that. So I went to that up until the point. Uh, that I went to St. Christopher Summer Camp. And that was always a pretty good time. Pretty much every one of my friends went. Um, not like an overnight camp or anything. That would have been really cool. I wish I wish that had been available. But we did that, and then, I'm not even going to lie, the most depressing summers, this isn't what we were trying to do, but, um, but definitely everyone in high school when I was too old enough to go to camp, because I would just literally sit and watch tbs all day which sounds like i'm a (laughs) 95 year old man
0: Um, or 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 woman right good lord i literally grandmas love everybody love raymond everybody loves um, raymond
1: see well so so i can pretty much give you a whole rundown on this so every you know the, the lineup changes but for the most part they always had like the OG Steve Harvey show, like when he was a teacher or discipline or whatever he was at yeah. T Washington high school. watch <laughs> that, um, that's back when he had hair too. Uh, news radio, which was a weird show too. uh, Dharma and Greg,
0: oh. like literally shows that a 15 year old
1: boy would not watch, but I would turn on TBS and I just wouldn't turn it off. And so I go through their lineup, uh, and then around probably 3 o'clock, and I was—I don't know what else I was doing, but I wasn't just sitting and doing that all day, but uh, around 5 o'clock or so, the Braves game would come on, and I would turn that off because baseball sucks. At least back you know, back then, that was my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and then, then, you know, by that time, my parents came home, and it was just a, kind of an average day. I didn't really... Uh, have the most exciting summers unfortunately Uh, although I did wake up at the ass crack of dawn to run cross country every day which I guess kind of made me feel a little bit better about wasting my life away in front of the TV for the rest of the day Mm. Uh, but yeah that that, that memory wise I guess my favorite ones were all camp related uh, back when I was young enough to not you know not really understand girls enough which is unfortunate
0: i think it's very fortunate i mean you could probably have a kid you'd probably have a kid at this point if if you would
1: probably so man some of those (laughs) girls ended up looking absolutely fine they definitely like all have children too so (laughs) what are the chances? but oh man yeah those 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 were the days yeah how about yourself? I
0: think I think a big thing for me was uh, was summer camps. It was it was the thing, and and it was funny because like I still like did you not go to a lot of like sports camps like as you got older, or were like were those just like not fun?
1: I did um, so, okay, so I did like my high school. I went to the Rumble Soccer Camp, um, and I always kind of had like oh okay, you know what this probably is. Lafreniere, the soccer club that I used to play for, they would have a camp. And that was, like, that was the best. And I was, way young. I was way younger back then. I was probably garbage ass at soccer then, too. But, man, those are some of my earliest memories. And I just, like, every time they come and cut my lawn, I'm just, like, brings me back. I can smell the fresh lawn clippings. And that was it, man.
0: So, so I think I, I think for me like the big thing that I experienced or like some of my favorite memories kind of go back to just being at camp. So we went to I'm pretty sure I went to Jesuit every year up until 8th grade. Like I went to their their summer basketball camp. And so um I think that was so much fun. I just had a lot of fun with that. It was just different and I didn't know what was like what to expect. I just went there and it was me and my brother and we just we were there every. We were there from seven to to three, and then we go watch summer league basketball. Like at, at the at the high school, I ended up going to Warren Easton, and uh, like I just we just did that. That was what we did, and it was absolutely fantastic, and it was a great time. And you know, it. It stoked what would later in life become the competitive fire because I didn't really have a competitive fire until I got, until I turned probably like 19, 20. I was very just like, eh, I'm here to play. And it hurt. Like, I probably could have been really good and it hurt a lot. But I think, like, those summer camps were just so much fun. And then, you know, a lot of it was just, it's hot in New Orleans a lot. So it was just like going get snowballs, like going to get, I know some people call them snow cones, or as as I've moved as I've moved further north and west, it'd be called like snow cones and stuff. I'm just like, bro, it's a snowball. Let's keep it moving. And like we'd like full-on debates, but like the snowballs and there's so many great snowball shops, and you'd get pickles and nachos. Like that was the type of stuff that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. And it was it was you know having siblings also makes summer a lot more fun because you can kind of get into some shenanigans and whatnot especially if you're like rather close in age yeah
1: Connor and I were a little a little further apart didn't necessarily make it uh, you yeah, know he well he was in camp when I wasn't in camp so but we, we would go swim at my grandfather's uh, my grandfather's house and that was always a good time too or you know I think we actually way back in the day were members of the Greenacre Country Club um... So Which, elite. <laughs> yeah, dude, like I mean, nothing special or fancy, but at least it was something.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're gonna get out of here. I think that's a that's we've got some really good stuff and we talked about you know, the draft lottery a lot. I think a lot of the talk's gonna at least around this time of the year it's just gonna be sports focused. Um, where can the good people find you to tell you how much they enjoy hearing your Lovely voice over over the their headphones. <laughs> you know, it's a gift. Uh, so, so can I tell the people where they can find you on social media? If you want to do that, I mean, you know, do you have social media? And we're getting I old. I think we're getting old. We're just like, you know, I'm just gonna start phasing social media out of my life.
1: Yeah, you know, I still do. I, I I retweet a lot. So if you're interested in other people's thoughts and <laughs> occasionally a rant from myself, uh, you can find that at J P P E R R E T nine three. That's J P Perret ninety three. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and Twitter. Twitter's where thoughts, you know, come to life. So that's your best bet. I don't post photos. Uh, at all on Instagram really. So that that's just worthless to follow me up. So there you go. That that's
0: where you can find me. Right. I, that's what we have to talk about next is like the the Instagram and like why guys don't post on Instagram a lot. Cause I think that's gonna be that's really it'd be really interesting to see like like I think we're pretty different in terms of like the social media approach, but I think that that would be really interesting to get like like your approach to it as compared to mine. I think we have a similar approach but I think the people need to hear, you know, hey, like, I'm not out here trying to be an Instagram model. Um, but you can find me at Favre from over underscore. That's a F A V R E, like Brett Favre, yeah, from over because I like Drake references. <laughs> and then the underscore. Um, just find me there on, on the Twits and the, on the Twitter. And uh, thanks for listening. And have a good one. Um, and, all, and as always, shoot the J.